0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: A case now being decided by the Supreme Court known as Torres versus Texas has a potential big impact on members of the reserves. If states like Texas achieve sovereign immunity, it would jeopardize the reemployment rights reservists have when returning from duty. We get analysis now from Wiley Ryan partner, attorney Scott Felder. Mr. Felder, good to have you on.
0: Thanks, Tom. It's great to be here.
1: And tell us what this case is all about.
0: The genesis of the case, Tom, is a claim by Mr. Torres that his employer uh, discriminated against him under Uniform Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act, or UCERA. It's important, I think, to note at the outset here that there hasn't been any substantive litigation about the merits of that claim. That is to say, whether or not Texas did, in fact, discriminate against Mr. Torres, because Texas sort of came out of the gate with a motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction on the basis, as you said, of sovereign immunity. You know, you, you can't sue us. You cannot sue the state of Texas for employment discrimination under UCERA.
1: Got it. So the Supreme Court is deciding then not the merits of UCERA, but whether Texas is bound by it?
0: They're not deciding the merits of Mr. Torres's discrimination claim. What they're deciding is whether or not Congress has the power to take away Texas's sovereign immunity as part of UCERA.
1: Right. So if the Supreme Court decides that the United States does not have the right to take away that sovereign immunity, then what?
0: Then Mr. Torres would be left without a private cause of action to vindicate the discrimination claim that he alleges he has. And I think that would be true in a number of states as well. There's about eight states. The highest court in the state has said we have sovereign immunity and Congress was without power to take that sovereign immunity away. If you sort of try to scorecard by looking at the briefs that were filed at the Supreme Court as part of this issue, probably fair to say roughly half the states think the same, even though they haven't made a decision from the highest state court.
1: Right. So what's going on here then is a guy named Torres was denied his job when he came back from reserve duty and therefore sued his employer. And how did Texas itself get involved? Because now a different matter is at stake.
0: So the way Texas got involved is because Mr. Torres's employer is the state of Texas. He was a Texas state trooper.
1: Got it. All right. So Texas, instead of deciding on the merits of the case, decided to take the whole thing up a level and saying you don't even have standing here, basically.
0: That's right. So the trial court actually decided in Mr. Torres's favor and said, no, you know, there is a, a effective waiver of sovereign immunity in you, Sarah. It was the Texas appellate court that disagreed with that. The Texas Supreme Court initially granted review. They get discretionary review like the United States Supreme Court does, initially granted review, then changed their mind and said, no, we're not going to take review. That's what led Mr. Torres petition the Supreme Court for review. That's what led to the case that was argued, I guess, not quite a month ago now.
1: Right. And we don't know when that decision will come out.
0: I would expect it to come out sometime this summer before the close of the term, late May or June.
1: All right. And if they decide in favor of Texas, once again, just remind us what the effect would be there.
0: So if they affirm which we again decide in favor of texas texas's claim that they have sovereign immunity that they cannot be sued under you for employment discrimination would stand mr torres would not have any private right of action against the state of texas other state employees in texas that believe they've been discriminated against because of their military service would have no ability to sue the state of texas directly usera provides other remedies one of the things that we highlighted in our brief for the reserve organization of america was that those remedies tend to ring hollow. You know, you can petition the Department of Labor, for example, to vindicate your rights. You know, nine cases in the last year where they actually did that. And that's something that Justice Alito actually picked up on. You know, if you go back and listen to the argument, Justice Alito is quoting the statistics that we had in our brief for ROA and asking the attorney arguing for the government saying, are these numbers real? Is that really what we're talking about here if we don't have a remedy for the soldier himself?
1: We're speaking with Scott Felder. He's a partner at the law firm Wiley Ryan. And if, again, the Supreme Court decides in favor of the state of Texas, would that affect private employers under USERRA? for, say, someone leaves Dell, you know, in Austin to go into the reserve duty for a while?
0: No, Tom, it wouldn't affect private employers. So and that's sort of the interesting juxtaposition here is that if Mr. Torres worked across the street as a federal marshal or if he worked for the county sheriff. Or if you worked for a private employer and that employer did the same thing that the state of Texas is alleged to have done here, there would be no question he would have a remedy in
1: court for it. And would this affect other state governments if the precedent is set here in Texas? Could, you know, Maryland or Virginia or Maine decide, well, you can't sue us either if we don't give you your job back, Mr. Reservist or Ms. Reservist?
0: That's precisely right, Tom. I mean, you would see you know if Congress can't take away state sovereign immunity, they can't take it away anywhere. As I said, there's about eight states that have already reached decisions from the highest court in the state that says we have sovereign immunity here and Congress cannot take it away as part of USERA. It's worth mentioning there are some states that have USERA-like remedies under state law. So it may not be, you know, oh my gosh, all 50 states now, you know, a, a reservist or National Guardsman who who's mobilized and comes back or somebody who chooses to Leave their employment to serve on active duty for a period of time is without remedy. But it would have nationwide reach.
1: It's interesting that Texas would take this tack. You would expect state governments to have some, I don't know, more simpatico feelings about their own employees with respect to service in another public sector domain, even if it is the military, especially in Texas. But they chose to sideswipe, it sounds like, that argument in favor of something larger So that it would seem to maybe have effect on other actions other people could bring against the state for other employment situations.
0: You know, I don't want to speculate too much about Texas's state of mind and what they chose to adopt as their litigation strategy here. You know, I think you raise a good point in there about what I refer to as the incentive structure. And if you find yourself in the state of Texas debating, well, do I want to serve my country? Do I want to serve as a National Guardsman? Do I want to serve as a reservist? Do I want to become a state employee? I mean, we're talking about people that are, by nature, I think, civic-minded. And Texas's position, I, I think, presents a very real risk of disincentivizing public service.
1: Now, your law firm filed an amicus on behalf of the Reserve Officers Association. Are there any other similar associations allied organizations that have also filed here
0: there were i think it was a total of 10 briefs filed in support of mr torres so roa reserve organization of america formerly known as reserve officers association changed the name kept the acronym when they expanded sort of their charter to all ranks but still with an exclusive focus on the guard and reserve current and former members of congress filed a brief in support of mr torres several academics filed briefs in support of mr Torres. And a coalition of veterans organizations, Iraq and Afghanistan, Veterans of America, et cetera, filed a brief in support of Mr. Torres.
1: And I imagine all of his fellow state police officers probably feel the same way. I don't know. I haven't spoken to any of right, Just a guess here. And what is his status now? Is he back at work or is he out of work?
0: He is not working for the Texas State Police anymore.
1: All right. So this summer is when we'll know then, you're guessing.
0: I would expect a decision on this before the end of the term, and the term will end in the summer.
1: Scott Felder is a partner at the law firm Wiley Rhine. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Thanks, Tom. I appreciate the invitation.
1: We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. And today I'm thrilled to be joined by Melissa Bradley, the founder and managing partner at 1863 Ventures, an investment company focused on bridging entrepreneurship and racial equity and accelerating new majority entrepreneurs from high potential to high growth. Additionally, Melissa is co founder of Venture Backed Eureka, a community where small businesses gain unprecedented access to the expertise needed to grow their businesses and has more than 20 years of entrepreneurship, investment, and leadership experience. Melissa, Welcome, and thank you for being here.
3: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: Who is the first person that you remember looking up to as a leader, and what was it about them that inspired you?
3: So there are actually two people. Um, The first person, personally, was my mom. Uh, She was a single parent, and what I realized is that she was the leader of our household, but she was also the leader of our community. Um, She was a staunch advocate for children's rights in public schools, making sure that we got a quality education. She was a staunch advocate around rights for renters. Um, We were not in a financial position that we actually ever owned a home, uh, but she made sure that people who lived in various types of housing
2: as a company grows, WEPA is growing as well, and you are so spot on. We have, as, as leaders, we have to let go and trust those people that work for us and empower them to do their job and then let them roll, and that's not always easy.
3: <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet.